0: message with you called it's time to flip the switch and uh it's time to flip the switch and this Matthew campaign is based out of Matthew chapter 9 verse number 9 through 13 it says and when Jesus passed forth from thence he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of customs and he said unto him follow me and he arose and followed him for those of you that are used to an outline I make you work so get your pen and paper out open your bibles and uh you can take notes today I'm not giving you the cheat sheet amen It came to pass, as Jesus, pastor's nicer than I am. It came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, my publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, they that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick need one. Amen. I think so many times we get caught up in trying to fix Christians. Anyways, but go ye and learn what meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen. The whole basis of what we believe God wants to do is to reach sinners. Amen. And every single one of us is gifted enough, talented enough, amen, powerful enough to reach somebody for Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight, what does it mean to, or to this morning, what does it mean to be? God's people see this morning that's the question I have for you what does it truly mean to be one of God's people to you Matthew chapter 22 and verse 36 if you want to turn there this morning or I believe I put it on the wall if you can read it um, says teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law he said unto them thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart how many of you love the Lord your God with all your heart this morning that's an easy one isn't it it's like we all love God amen every single one of us even people that aren't even Christians say they love God right that's that's until something bad happens and we blame him and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, this is the greatest in the first commandment and the second is like unto this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself on these two commandments the whole law hangs Number one this morning, if you're taking notes, what does it mean to be God's people? It means we must love people. It's so easy to become jaded and impatient with people. How many of you guys have ever been hurt by somebody you claim to love? How many of you said, I'll never love that person again? Yeah, yeah we've all been guilty, right? Right? How many of you were just trying to be nice and somebody just disrespected you? They misused you? They might as well spit on you, stepped on you, and left you for dead. And it's real easy to get jaded and feel justified that I don't need to love people like that anymore. But the Bible says that all of the law and the promises of God hang on these two principles, to love God and to love people, and I hear people today: we are not loving; we're out to get people; we're out to to bring others down so we can elevate ourselves. Oh, I'll get. I'm going to stick to this. It is very easy to feel justified or bitter towards people, but First John chapter four and verse number twenty says: "But if we say we love God and don't love each other, we are liars." See we, cannot see, we cannot see God, so how can we love God if we don't love people we can see? The first thing to being a man or woman of God is to love people. How do I open my home? Why would I even open my home? Because I love people. I desire for people to receive what God has given to me. But man, it's hard sometimes to love people, isn't it? It really is. It's, it's probably the most challenging thing on the face of the earth. If people weren't in my life, life would be good. How many of you guys have ever kind of thought that? I I have at times. I'd be like, man, if these people weren't in my life, it'd be so much easier to like be happy. It'd be so much easier to serve God. If you weren't the thorn in my flesh every day, right? You walk into work and it's that one coworker. You're just like, man, are you Satan in the flesh? And God, you want me to love them? God, you want me to like, let them be this way? Make fun of me, pick on me, slander me, and me not lash out? How do we love people? Amen? That's the, that's the biggest biggest hurdle, being a man or woman of God, is we got to love people. If we don't love the people that we can see around us, then we don't love God. There is no way you can say you love God and not love people in your life. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 15 says, You live among people who are crooked and evil, but you must not do anything that they can say is wrong. Try to shine as lights among the people of this world as you hold firmly to the message that gives life. Then on the day when Christ returned, I can take pride in you and I can also know that my work and efforts were not useless. When we don't show love to people, I truly believe it grieves the very heart of God and it grieves the Son of God. He did not come and give his life, allow his life to be sacrificed, take nails in his hands, hang, have a crown of thorn placed on his head and allow blood to flow from the crown of his head so that we could walk around and say, those people don't deserve God's love. See, God's greatest desire for our lives is nothing, nothing less than living in such a way that everyone in our lives experiences his love through us. See, so many times we, we have like a, a, a system that we, we walk in, and, and it's like, I'll love you, and if you, if you upset me, I'll, I'll forgive you once, I'll forgive you twice, but by the third time, you're out of my life. Amen? That's not the way God works. God's love is, is, is never-ending. Amen. Aren't you thankful? Amen. we got to remember what kind of love God showed to us. When I open my home, I'm opening up people's hearts to God's love. When I invite these people, as you pray and you spend time in the Word, who are the people that God has placed in your life that need the very love that somebody showed you? Amen. Point number two, how do we live as God's people or what does it mean to be God's people? Number two, you must live fully charged fully charged if it's starbucks three times a day if it's monsters if it's rock stars as long as it's not illegal amen what does it mean to be god's people it means we got to be fully charged amen the bible says in first um in matthew chapter 5 and verse number 16 you could turn there if you want or look on the wall make your light shine so that others will see the good that you do and will praise your father in heaven I don't know about you guys, I like illustrations. I love um, word picture thingies that, that you know, help me understand. And I brought two friends with me today. I brought Austin and, uh, and I brought Freddie with me today. And uh, I would like you to see your lives. Austin really relates to this guy, okay? Anybody in here named Freddie? Real quick, I don't want you to get upset. All right, good, okay. So we have Austin and we have Freddie. And uh, just like in every day, what separates Austin and Freddie right now? Nothing, right? They're two, two individuals. They look a lot alike. They're both, you know, human beings in flashlight form. Amen? But, but I would ask what, I mean, even, I mean, I'll get dirty for a minute. They, they, both, uh, they both got guts. Right? I mean, what, what makes a difference between a Christian and a non-Christian? You know they they both got see they both got guts. I just want you to know before I get going here. Okay, they're both they're both there. Oh man, I did this last time. There there's Austin. He's ready to go, and here comes Freddie. They're both hanging out at work today, and uh, and you know what separates Austin from Freddie? They both look the same, right? When you're at, the, at work tomorrow morning, Monday morning, you're all most of you are going to work unless you're retired or not working yet. Maybe you're going to school. Maybe you're uh, hanging out with the kids and, and raising up mighty men and women of God. And um, the only thing that separates you from the other guy is whether you're charged. How, do, how does Austin shine his light and Freddie does not? See, so many times we think that, that all of a sudden I, I give my life to Christ. And what do you mean they can't see the light? I mean, I, I know you guys see a halo over me and it shines this light on top of my head and you think it's bald but it's actually like this glow that I have. It's my light that shines emanates from the top of my head although Lori said I had a nice hairdo today but the rest of us have to have to live life outside of church. We don't get to live around Christians all day long and and what separates me from Freddie is the very thing that's charged on the inside of me. See God doesn't call us to to change our shape he doesn't call us to change the way we look on the outside he doesn't ask us to to get all done up and fixed up so we look different all he asks us to do is stay charged in him to stay charged in the holy spirit the way i shine my light is very simple how are some ways that we can shine our light for me it's the words i speak it's conversations i have Do the things that I say and the things I communicate communicate that I'm a Christian? Or do they communicate that I should not be a Christian and I should be on a boat somewhere? The things that I post on social media, if some of you do that. Negative Nancy on social media is not a good way to shine your light every day. If you're always ranting and raving, if you're always bitter and complaining... And then you wonder why your light isn't shining in people's lives. It's because you're not charged on the right stuff. Amen? you got, you got to stay charged on, on the Holy Spirit. you got to stay charged on Jesus Christ. Amen? If, if our words and our actions are the same as the people that don't sit in here on Sunday morning, they don't know you were here. Nobody followed you here. I watched. I made sure. There's nobody sitting across the street taking pictures of you to know that you came to church today. There's nobody that, that there's not spy cameras, well there might be, but there's not, for the most part, can't, you know, big brothers not in your house watching you, your, your coworkers, your your classmates, your, your friends, your peers. They're not watching you every day, seeing if you read your Bible and, and pray. What they're doing is they're listening to the words that we speak. They're, they're watching our actions and the way we respond to situations. See, the difference between dead and charged is basically what's on the inside of us. Acts chapter 26 and verse number 16 says, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness both, both of the things which you have seen and the things. In which I will appear unto you. See, God desires to make every single one of us a witness. God doesn't say, "Oh, I need Sean to be a witness. I need, um, hmm, I need Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, um, Rick. I'll pick Rick today. Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. Um, no, sorry, Wayne. Um, I need to pick. Not Lacey, She's got too much stuff in her purse. I'm going to pick Tyrell. Tyrell, you're going to be my witness and. Zach, Zach, you're on the football team. Zach, I want you to be a witness today. God asks every single one of us to be a witness. But we sit back and go, oh, that's not my gift. That's not my calling. No, God called us to be a light. Amen? God called us to live and be an example of who he is to everyone around us. But we have, we have ways that we excuse why I can't shine and why I'm not called. But, but the Bible says that he made us to be a witness. He gripped your life. The reason why you sit here today is because God has somebody in your life he's asking you to reach. He didn't get a hold of your life so you can be selfish and keep it all to yourself. See, he makes us a witness. Christ did not save your life and rescue you from a pit so you can put a trophy on the wall and brag about it to yourself. How many of you guys have ever gotten a trophy as a kid? How many of you adults still have those trophies? I'm looking at all my little kids' trophies, and man, he's so proud of them, all, all three of them. They, well, Ben doesn't have any yet, so he tries to like maybe borrow his brothers and stuff, you know? Because there's something about a trophy, man. It's like this pride. It's like, boom, I got this. But what, how do we show off our Christianity How do we we show the very thing that God has done in our hearts and in our lives? You don't understand my pain, Pastor. You don't understand how bad my life is. Really? Jude chapter 1 and verse number 20 says, Dear friends, keep building up on the foundation of your most holy faith as the Holy Spirit helps you to pray. What are you building yourself on? What are you plugged into that charges you up each and every day? I can tell you, man, it is easy to to start letting your battery die, isn't it? It's easy to get caught up in life. It's easy to get caught up in the motions. It's easy to get distracted and pulled and and just just slip away from the things of God. But the Bible says we build up our most holy faith. You want to know why you're struggling sometimes out there? Because you're not doing what you need to do in here. Amen? How am I going to invite people if I'm never building up this guy in here. How am I going to be that witness to the guy that's burying this dead cat if I'm not building up on my spirit on the inside? Amen? Charles Spurgeon said this one time. Have you no wish for others to be saved? Then you're not saved yourself. Be sure of that. Go ahead, Derek. It starts with one and one light shines, sparking another Another and another. The light is not a thing. More importantly, is who is the light? The light is a person. His name, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. The light of the world, father of lights. Since he is the light, we have a responsibility to share this light because we are the light of the world. Don't shine so that others can see you. Shine so that through you, others can see him. Make your light shine so that others will see the good that you do and will praise your Father in heaven. See, this morning, Jesus is all about setting us free so that we can turn and lead somebody else to freedom. God never grips your life. He didn't save me and set my feet upon a rock, rescue me up out of the miry clay. He did not deliver me from a life bound of addiction, lust, fears, insecurities. He did not deliver me from all of those things so that I could just sit back in my life and have a cozy little dream about one day spending eternity with God. He rescued my life so I could turn and be a witness everywhere I go, Every day I live for the rest of my life here on earth. I want to ask you, who are the people that God has placed in your life today that needs you to be a light? Who are the people that God placed in your life today that you're the only answer for? See, some of you have people in your life that God has put there and you're the very vessel that he desires to reach them. Number three this morning, we need to recognize the opportunities. We need to be vigilant. What does it mean to be vigilant this morning? It means to be watchful, observant, attentive, alert, and eagle-eyed. Love that, eagle-eyed. you got to be watching. Are we alert? Are we attentive? Are we vigilant about God flowing through us? How many of you guys have ever had the privilege of, of sharing the gospel with somebody? Isn't that the most amazing feeling ever? I mean, you, at the, in the moment, you're like, oh, God, I'm not equipped. I'm not adequate, but I feel this. But then, man, you, you get done and you walk away and you're like, you cannot wait to shout from the rooftops to everybody. Amen? It, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting it's powerful. It ignites something on the inside of our hearts. But man, we got to be vigilant. We got to be ready each and every day. You got to live like an eagle, man. They are always, man, they are Hawkeye. They are are ready to attack. They are ready to, to go. Are you ready each and every day to give an answer? Are you like that eagle? Are you ready and on the lookout for the opportunities that are all around us each and every day? See, every day, people are asking. People are looking. People are wanting to know if they see something different in us. But they got to see something different in us. Amen? they got to hear something different from our lips. they got to sense something different from our spirit. I shared with our interns a couple weeks ago that I don't truly believe that you can call yourself spiritual unless the fruit of the Spirit is evident in your life. Is love flowing from your life? Is joy Flowing out of you is peace upon you. When you walk into the room, does everybody want to run? If you walk into the room and everybody says, retreat? If you're lonely, if you find you have a hard time keeping friends, it's probably not everybody else. You want to call yourself spiritual work on the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? It, and that's what God desires for our And nobody... Nobody has to be perfect. God does, trust me, I am a work in progress. Amen? Last week, man, on my way to church, man, I, had, I lost it on my kid right before I'm, I'm walking out to my car. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be angry, and I lost it. I had to repent. Amen? But I had to repent. I had to ask God to forgive me. I had to work on that and say, okay. I had to go to him after. I'm like, sorry, I lost it. Okay? Please forgive me. We talked about it. And we worked it through but do we do that with the people in our lives? Are we quick to ask for forgiveness? Do we go and make, wrong, make wrongs right when they take place in our life? We gotta recognize these opportunities every day. John chapter four and verse number 35. You guys are so quiet today. John chapter four and verse number 35 says, you may say that there are still four months until harvest time, but I will tell you to look and you will see that their fields are ripe with harvest. Even now the harvest workers are receiving their reward by gathering a harvest that brings eternal life. Then everyone who has planted the seed and everyone who harvests the crop will celebrate together. So the saying proves true that some plant the seed and others harvest the crop. I am sending you to harvest crops in fields where others have done all the hard work. I want to encourage you this morning, as you look and you see opportunities all around you, don't get discouraged if you're just the one planting the seed today. You may invite people to your house and they may never come. But you may just be called to be the seed planter. You may be called to be the one that waters. Amen? You may be called to be the one with the sickle out there just reaping in the harvest. But you got to recognize because you can be all three. Amen? And it's easy to say, well, I'm just a seed planter. I just you know, shook their hand today. That's all I do. I just. It's like, no, what if, what if you're called to be that encouraging word today? Because you don't know who's been praying for people. You don't know who's been interceding for them. I look back in my life, and I meant to bring this card that my aunt had sent to my dad. Encouraging him that she was praying for me as I was in my weakest times. It looked like there was no hope for my life. And she sent this card, and and Pastor Sue saved it and gave it to me on my birthday. After 17 years to read this card, and it was her prayer for my life. I was like, how many people prayed for me? How many people prayed for each and every one of us? You may be praying. You may be sowing. You may be watering. But please know that there's times where God asks you to reap Amen? I look at, we have eight interns and we were doing a video to have them share their testimonies and this goes to encourage every single one of you that works with kids in our church or has at one time. As I began to listen to their testimonies, I began to listen to almost every single one of them talk about how they grew up in church. Please know every word you speak is a seed into somebody's life. And when you think you're not making a difference, you're sowing seeds. Don't get discouraged. Don't don't grow weary in well-doing, amen? Just because you don't think your light is shining, I promise it is. The words that you speak are words that need to be of life. They need to be of hope. They need to be of promise. They need to be of salvation, amen? Because God has placed people in your life each and every day, that he calls you to be a witness to. you got to recognize the opportunities that God gives us. See, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Never worry about where you're placed as long as God is with you. Sometimes we feel like we're not adequate. We're not gifted enough. We're not talented enough. I face that a lot. I, I, I've shared this many times. When I was Jake's age, my, my boy sitting right here, he just turned 11, and all through high school, man, I would get up in front of people and turn purple. I, and I still do. I get embarrassed really easily. and um, But it's something that God has helped me with and given me courage in and, and strengthened me. and And I can tell you that there are many times where I stand like I am right now this morning that the enemy tries to beat me down, tell me I'm not good enough, I'm not qualified, I'm not gifted enough, I'm not talented enough, but I've had to allow the Holy Spirit to build up faith in my heart so that I can walk everywhere I go and be a witness for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You want to talk about scary, standing in front of 200 high school kids for an hour. I get another opportunity, please pray for me. The principal called me this last week and said, Sean, would you please come share your testimony with the freshman class of Union Mine High School? He goes, every time you come, no, God... I am not equipped, I promise. This is totally the Lord because I'm, I'm freaking out every time I get the opportunity. And the, pres, the principal called me personally. He knows I'm a pastor. He introduced me as pastor to the freshman class last year. He's going to do it again this year. He said, Sean, will you please share your story? It is so powerful. Our kids are touched every time. This is the principle of our high school. They may be trying to take God out, but Sean is walking through the front door, bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And I am not adequate. I am not equipped. But it's the Holy Spirit that works in our lives. What are your excuses today? If God asked you to get up this morning and share, would you share? If God put it on your heart to invite somebody, would you stand up and invite them? If God asked you to pray for somebody, would you take the step to pray for them? Or will you sit back and make excuses? Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 19 says, If you reject even the least important command in the law, and teach others to do the same, you will be the least important person in the kingdom of heaven. But if you obey and teach others its commands, you will have an important place in the kingdom of God. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be important to God. Maybe you don't have the same desperation I do. I should be a dead man. I, I do not deserve to breathe the breath I breathe today. Don't say that too fast. God saved my life. I want to be important in the kingdom of God. He never intended mankind to live outside of his will. Here lies the problem. There are so many living outside of God's will for their lives because they have never had anyone share with them the love of God. How many people are in our lives each and every day that are just waiting for us to be the love of God to them? Point number four this morning. And my last point, we need to stay focused. Too many times we excuse being a witness because of our hurts, our pains, our fears, Our inadequacies, what we forget is we actually have an audience every day. You have an audience every day. Everywhere you go, you have an audience. Bill, if you'd come back, please. You have people in your life that are waiting to hear what's on the inside of you. But sometimes, I know myself, I get caught up in what's going on in my life. I want everybody to care about me. I want everybody to feel sorry for me. I want everybody to to know my hurts. I want everybody to know my pains. I want everybody to to rally behind me. You don't know how bad my life is. You don't know how much it stinks. And then I talk about going to church. What hope is in that? Let God rescue you. Let God heal you today. Let God set you free. God does not desire for us to carry things for the rest of our lives They keep us from being the very people he created us to be. The Bible says He formed and fashioned us in our mother's womb. He knew us before we ever breathed our first breath. He, de- he desired a plan. He laid it all out. He knows exactly where He wants you to go from the time you were even formed. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse number four. It says, "But ye, below, ye brethren are not in darkness, that day should not overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness, therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For there, for they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. but let us who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and of love. You can't do this without faith. Amen? You can't, you can't live for God without faith. You can't be a witness. You can't be a Matthew to your community. You can't be a, a reflection of Jesus Christ in your workplace. You can't be a reflection of love to the people in your neighborhood without faith. Amen? you got to guard your heart. you got to protect yourself. you got to guard the love that God showed you needs to be protected. Amen? Because it's easy to stop loving people. It's really easy to allow hurts to just build up. It's real easy to allow pain to just continue to fester in our lives. But all we're doing is we're muddying the waters that God created us to live in. You must put on that breastplate of faith and love and a helmet, which is the hope of salvation. What do you put on every day? Are you putting on hope? Are you thanking God for his mercy every morning? Are you dressing yourself in faith, putting that helmet to guard, man, our minds? How many of you have a mind like mine that is out of control sometimes? Amen? We got to guard, we got to protect, we got to put that helmet of salvation. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 14 in the Contemporary English version says, "My friends, we beg you to warn anyone who isn't living right. Encourage anyone who feels left out. Help all who are weak. And this one gets me. Be patient with everyone." Don't be hateful to people just because they are hateful to you. Rather, be good to each other and to everyone else, and always be joyful. You want to talk about being a witness? There's a good, good pattern to follow. You want to talk about being God's people, you want to talk about living for Jesus Christ. What if we all just lived out this verse? For the rest of our lives. I don't know about you guys. I have a hard time obeying all of them. But this is a good start. Amen. What if, what if I just live my life to, to be this? From now until the day my my life is done. See, I'm going to warn everybody who isn't living right. I'm going to encourage anyone who feels left out. I'm going to help all who are weak. And I'm going to be patient with everyone. How many... No, there's times where we get very impatient, where we maybe are a little hateful to people because they're hateful to us. We got to put on joy. We got to put on the fruit of the Spirit. God wants to reach people in your life. And the only way those people will ever let go of their hate, the only way those people will ever let go of their weakness, the only way those people will ever be healed is if somebody reaches them with the love of God. Always be ready to give a hope, an answer for the hope that is within you. This morning, if you bow your heads. First Peter 3 and verse number 15 says, honor Christ and let him be the Lord of your life. Christ the Lord of your life today. As I look at my life and I listen to the words that I speak this morning, I say, God, help me. I'm victim of some of these things. But I'm also the instigator of some of these things. God, there's people in my life today that you've called me to reach. But there's some of you sit here today and Christ isn't even the Lord of your own life. I will tell you that the greatest decision I ever made was March 1997 when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Strung out, meth addict, high on, just whatever I could get my hands on. Broken, empty, been shot. But the day i gave my life to jesus christ and i received him as the savior of my life hope filled my heart and my life began to change forever maybe you sit here today and you say sean jesus christ is not the lord of my life but i need hope today i need life in my heart today i'm tired of being broken i'm tired of these hurts i'm tired of these pains i'm tired of the anger i'm tired of the addiction i'm tired of the hopelessness if that's you this morning say sean i need jesus christ to be the lord of my life please raise your hand anybody at all Say, i'm ready for christ to be the lord of my life always be ready to give an answer when someone asks you about your hope. This morning I know I've challenged myself and I believe I've challenged some of you. Is our light truly shining in such a way that people would ask about the hope that's in your heart? Are you truly a reflection of what Christ gave his life for? Are you truly living in such a way that people want what you have Who in your life needs the light of Jesus Christ? Are you ready and willing to give an answer for the hope that is within you? Father, I thank you today for these people. God, we don't know who it will be tomorrow, but I believe right now, Holy Spirit, that you will begin To reveal to us the words, the faces, maybe the location, maybe the hour, who those people are that you've placed in our lives that we need to shine upon. God, I thank you, you placed hope in our hearts, you placed freedom in our spirits as we sang this morning maybe there's some of you today that as a believer you love Jesus Christ with all your heart but you feel like there's no hope you feel like it's not changing it's not getting any better you're hurting you're empty today's your day to receive that hope Today's your day to receive that healing in your heart. Some of you have carried bitterness. You've carried anger and and you feel fully justified and you're jaded and you don't like people anymore and all you want to do is hide in your house all by yourself and if you didn't have to have a paycheck, you would never expose yourself to anybody. Today is your day to receive freedom in your heart. Stand to our feet this morning. God, we love you. If that's you today and you say, Sean, I need to be healed. There's people in my life that need Jesus Christ, but I'm not ready to be hope to them. I need God to touch my heart today. We have some elders that would love to pray with you this morning. And I truly believe that there is freedom in this place. Amen. Is there anybody in here this morning say, you know what, Sean, that's me. I got hurt. It's hard to be honest right now. It's hard to admit. Thank you. Amen. Just raise a hand to heaven right now. I just feel like there's the Holy Spirit's just moving in this room right now. Some of you, man, you've been carrying some weights. You've been carrying some hurts. God, I thank you. you break it right now. The thought of opening your home scares the life out of you right now. The thought of inviting somebody scares the life out of you right now. Because you don't feel like you have what it takes. That's you today as our elders come and pray for people that's you today and you need that healing touch right now I'm gonna ask you to take a bold step and come and let let us pray for you right now we got a few minutes left get you out of here in time for lunch get you out of here in time for football but right now God wants to heal Thank you for your mercy in this place right now. God, you call us to be a witness. You call us to be love and light in our world today. But God, we need courage right now. Come on, if you can pray, just pray for these that are here. And I feel like there's some others that aren't. They're just holding back right now. don't have courage to come up that's okay just say god heal me right now god touch me right now holy spirit have your way in my heart in my life come on saints pray right now god we love you god we thank you god you're our redeemer our savior our healer